welcome to Two Girls, One Brew, a special interview edition. Today, my beer drinking friend Erica and I got to sit down and have a great interview. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Two Girls, One Brew. I am Christy. And this is Erica. And welcome to a special interview. We get to do so many wonderful things with beer and the best is speaking with female brewers and on the line with us we have molly who is out of louisiana hey guys hey molly now we i originally found molly on instagram as you do uh and she has an awesome instagram and uh let everybody know what your instagram is so they can first check you out uh, my Instagram is Bruziana Babe. Bruziana Babe. Play on the Louisiana hometown. Awesome. Nice. Now you you are are the head brewer or assistant brewer? Or are... So I have spent the last year training to brew, um, and it kind of happened as a happy accident that I just moved from Shreveport, Louisiana, to West Monroe, Louisiana, to be the brewmaster at our second location. That is amazingly awesome. And what is the name of the brewery? So don't forget it. Uh, it is Flying Heart Brewing and Pub. Ooh, awesome. I like that name. So, so Molly, how did you get involved with brewing? Like, when did you first start your passion for brewing? It's actually kind of funny. So, I didn't ever brew. I've been in the beer industry for um, about four years now. I started out as a beer tender. Um, I did events and marketing for a while. And then the pandemic happened. And I got laid off from my previous job. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I had a friend who was like, hey. I'm out of work too. Let's get a homebrew system and see what we can do. So nice. we got the homebrew system, did a few homebrews there, and I ended up getting the job at Flying Heart. And I, one day I said, hey, can I come watch? And the rest is kind of history. That's that awesome. Is- now, what is what, what did two girls brew? Like, what were your, what kind of beers were we brewing during the pandemic? So I only did two homebrews or three homebrews before I started brewing um, large scale. I did a, my first one was a um, Serrano and Lime Mexican Ale. Oh, Um, yeah. My second one was a Blueberry Wheat. And my third was a, what what was it? Oh, it was a a Schwarz beer. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Oh, a Daft beer. We did an Oktoberfest homebrew competition. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. We're like, what can what can we do that's not a lager? <laughs> well, you chose some really like complex, interesting brews. It's not like, oh, I'm not going to just do an IPA. I'll do a. I'm not going to do just a barley wine. I'm going to do these very, really cool, off the beaten path. Yeah, you guys didn't dip your toe. You totally jumped into the deep end. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I figured if we were going to do it, we were going to go head first into it. And, and be honest, Molly, were, were they good? Okay, so the blueberry wheat did not have any blueberry flavor. It had the color, no! but not <laughs> the flavor, and it was way over-carbonated by the time we had done bottling. It kept exploding. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I really, really, really liked the um, Serrano and Lime, though. That was probably my favorite so far. And I really didn't know how a damp beer was supposed to taste. I'd never had one. And we were like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> but I liked it. I don't know if it was cars on the style, but I liked it a lot. So what is it about brewing that you that you liked the most? Um, so like I said, I've been in the beer industry for the last four years and 
I, I was in college when I got into it and I was like, this is just a pass through thing. And then I graduated college and I stuck with it for two and a half more years. But I was oh, wow. like, hey, that degree looks really pretty on the wall. I like it. <laughs> uh, I think that brewing was the last thing in the industry that I hadn't done. Um, and it just kind of worked out to where I had the opportunity to learn. And it's it's become something that I'm, I'm really proud of to say, like, you know, I've done this. Um, and I, I get a little twinge of like, look what I did because it is such a male dominated industry. Um, oh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's been fun. It's, it's a lot of hard work. Everybody's like, oh, you have such a fun job. And I was like, I'm so tired all the time. But I really like the creativity behind it. Um, I'm thankful to work for really good bosses who have allowed me to try new things and go off the beaten path of the recipes that they've given me. Um, I really don't have a science or any kind of background like that. So this was just something completely new that I'd never gotten to experience before. Um, and I've really enjoyed learning about the subject and just getting to expand my knowledge on why things taste like this and be able to talk about it because I could talk about beer all day now. <laughs> nice. yes. So so could we. Oh, yes. You said the first beer you made was the, the Serrano Lime. Yes. Now, are there any of those that you want to bring into the brewery? Things that you experiment with at home that you want to try out? So honestly, since I started doing larger scale brewing i haven't had near as much time to play around with homebrew i would love to do that original serrano lime and put it on tap in our facility um just because that was like kind of our baby the first one we ever did nice so because you've learned so much about beer what is your go-to like if you're if you're out and you're like oh i need me a insert beer of choice what is said beer of choice that is my least favorite question in the entire world <laughs> yes <laughs> I all right my untapped and i've tried probably 900 beers at this point and i really like it depends on the season for me i think mm -hmm. obviously during mm -hmm. summer i like something lighter a light session pale ale or um even just like a really good lager i've gotten back to the basic styles i love a solid lager a good half and then in the winter i need a stout all day yep all right so if you now this this is going to be like beyond that you're stuck on a desert island <laughs> yeah you can only have one beer one beer to save your life one okay we won't say one one cooler full of beer oh. that will get you through until the plane comes by to save you okay. off the top of your head what's your what's your beer of choice what's in your cooler off the top of my head okay i wish i could remember the name of this beer i got this beer when i was on vacation in missouri and it was this chocolate raspberry stout yes it Ooh. is you and had me a chocolate so good i like actually forgot that i had it and found it in the back of my fridge one day and i was like i'm gonna take a bath and i'm gonna drink this and it was the best <laughs> beer I had. and i even like looked it up on untapped to see if i could find it again and it was like no longer in production and i was uh, like oh that's the worst thing i've ever heard oh <laughs> there were tears in the beer you did drink after that because you could not have your chocolate raspberry do you we were kind of talking about the fact that right now eh, well in general uh craft beer uh, environment the craft beer environment seems to be a little bit male dominated there's it's, a few it's, a, it's yeah it's it's yeah there's a couple they're kind of loud um, 
what challenges do you think you face as as a female brewer in the male brewing world? Um, so a little background: I am five feet tall. Yeah, you are. It's <laughs> an issue for me, and to hear like I, I get often mansplained, and like in the dating world, I get a lot of. Um, oh, so you know about beer and like people don't trust it until I spit out some knowledge out of them. They're like, oh, you really do know what you're talking about. I think it's just the second guess that people think when they see a woman in the beer industry. Mm -hmm. I I, like, I'm thankful to work for really, really good owners. It's a, I have five, four or five. All of my owners of the company that I'm at right now are all males. They've all homebrewed. They've all been in the beer industry and they actually have background jobs, but I even said, well, this is a, I'm doing a, a, a man's job. And they were like, well, no, you're doing a job that mostly men do at the, for the time being. He said, but this is anybody's job and you're doing it. Yeah. Wow. I think, that, that's that's amazing. amazing. It's that cousin Vinny okay. moment where she's like, I know this, I know this, I know this, I know this. I happen to be a woman, but I know this. That's exactly what you're doing. You're like, I know beer. Yes. And I, I happened to get in it really young. Um, I wasn't even 21 when I got my first brewery job. And so oh, wow. I, I've had the chance to learn at a very young age also. So like looking at my age and, and my gender, I it's, it's very easy to be stereotyped as, mm-hmm. oh, you're a waitress. Oh, you're a bartender. No, I'm a brewer. Yeah. Yes, you are. I like it. So... Now, what is, I, I mean, this is, this is the long-term plan. Do you want to expand your, your brewing to maybe have your own place? And if so, what would it be called? I've thought about this a lot um, because the business side of things I know, I know pretty much the ins and outs of all of it. Um, the idea of opening my own sounded really cool for a while, but honestly, the dream is to build my name as a brewer and get a tiny house that I can attach to the back of my car and drive around and do collaboration brews in big cities with other big breweries. Oh, that is awesome. So I think traveling brewing would be ideal. Get a bus with the back. Now, are you, um, once, once you do have more time, are you gonna? Are there a lot of competitions up there in Louisiana that like homebrew or competitions? There's, so back in Shreveport, there's a, a homebrew store that puts on um, two or three a year. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have some beer festival that'll feature homebrewers, um, but it's really the beer scene in Louisiana is awful. Oh, gotcha. I've been all over. I've been from coast to coast, and we're just kind of in the Stone Ages when it comes to craft craft beer. Well, what is the typically the most like popular beer? What is the go-to beer that you 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 find in Louisiana? For me or for Louisianians? For Louisianians and then for you. Oh, they love Bud Light. They love Bud Light. All right. <laughs> oh. um, as far as go-to beer for me in Louisiana, um, I, have you guys heard of Parish? Parish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah. Parish makes um their envy or their pure tropics envy is like their lighter pale ale and then pure tropics is like a fruited ipa and i love mm-hmm. both of those if i see them it's it's an easy go-to if i can't decide i always go with the tried and true nothing perished gotcha. so, so on that same 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's all right. Go ahead. On that on that same token, now we we have a, a somewhat pretty fervent uh, craft beer scene in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. but you always find that at some point there's a trend that people follow that you're like, why? <laughs> why are you following this? Why did like I I went to I went to a um, a brewery the other day and somebody had one of those um hop infused or no uh the the 420 beers so they're like it smells like somebody's just like uh, smoking a joint next to you and it's like but it's a skunk in a glass it's Why? a dirty dirty beer so what would you think is the most what do, in your opinion as a brewer is the most overrated beer style oh honestly i think ipas are overrated oh yeah mm. I think you can take any beer that doesn't turn out how you want, throw a bunch of hops in it, and then people go crazy over it. We see a lot of like, which I like them too. I like the juicies. I like the hazies. But like traditional IPAs aren't out there anymore. So I'm like, y'all just Mm -hmm. have to make these go big or go home. I just want a plain one. It doesn't have to be 10% alcohol. It doesn't have to not Mm -hmm. (laughs) enjoy it. Well, if, if you could, if you could say some like words of advice to to, to, to future brewers, not not only just female future brewers, because I mean we've already established it's a male dominated you know industry, but just brewers in general, what what words of advice would you have wanted to give to yourself if you could go back and say, okay, the blueberry is not going to turn out, or <laughs> what, what would you say? I'd say keep trying. You're going to have beers that turn great, and you're going to have beers that turn out terrible. Um, my biggest thing when it comes to beer, cause I meet a lot of non-beer drinkers is there is a beer out there for everybody. You could hate it, but somebody out there is going to love it. Somebody's always going to love it. And somebody's always going to hate it. There is no way you can please every single person out there. Everybody that drinks it is not going to like it, but keep trying, be creative, be as creative as you want to be, be as timid as you want to be, be as plain as you want to be with the beers. It, there's, there's so much that you can do with beer. Um, that you really can't limit yourself. That would be my biggest thing is don't limit yourself to a style or what's popular. Make something crazy off the wall or just make a lager you're really proud of. Just keep trying. Keep don't give up because I had days where I I'm working a 15, 16 hour brew day and I'm going, I don't know if I can do this. Or I have a beer not turn out and I'm going, wow, like I I I maybe this isn't what I'm meant to be doing. Or I made a seasonal that people weren't as crazy about as I expected them to be. You know, uh, I think just having that confidence in yourself that even if it doesn't turn out perfect and even if you hit trials, like, you can still do it. Yeah. So, on that question, because uh, I've always wondered, when you, I, we interviewed another um, brewer for Castle Church here, and she is constantly, and you probably are too, in the back, making sure all the moving parts are working and everything. How do you get that that customer feedback to know what people want? Do you, like, does somebody go out and talk to them? Is do there a survey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually in a really special position to where I am that person that gets to go out and talk to them. I also manage uh, the tap room we have back in Bossier, and I'll, t- I'll take a management role at the new one that we're starting now. Um, to where I'm there on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes I'm going to be in the back brewing and sometimes I'm going to be in the front peopling. Um, I try mm-hmm. to make it to sit down with people. If I see you try the new seasonal, um, I'm going to walk over and ask how you like it. And I I always ask for encouraging feedback because I don't like every beer I brew, but there are tons mm-hmm. of people that do. Um, 
I think I try to I try my hardest to make people feel comfortable enough that they can tell me if it's not their style, but they need to be ready to take five or six more samples so that I can find them the beer that they do like. That's awesome. What? That's, that's cool that you get to be on both sides of it and get yeah. the feedback. It's 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 really a blessing because I get I get to hear it, and I don't tell people I'm the brewer when I ask them how they like a beer. Nice. Now, if they really like it, I'll be like, "Thanks, that was me." <laughs> <laughs> Right here, I'm the one, I'm the one. Yeah, you should. Right here. That's awesome. So on that same vein, what what beer that you've brewed now that you're brewing and the big time is your baby? What are you the most proud of? What is the name of that one beer that you're like, yeah, that was me? I've actually only done one that was really me. And it was a Lavender Earl Grey Saison called Earl's Farmhouse and oh. I loved it. It was something kind of off the wall and funky. Our hot providers started um, providing tea as well and so I was like, okay, let's oh. do this. Nice. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. It sounds delicious. Well, I know, I know um, Jamie is a big lavender fan so she, yes. uh, she I know her ears have now perked up because she's heard the word lavender and beer. <laughs> Which lavender is a little overwhelming. If anybody out there is trying to make a lavender beer, a little goes a long way. Uh, It's like marshmallow. Uh, Because I'll tell you, my my husband's a home brewer and he tried adding marshmallow. One dot, one drop, one drop. That's all you need. Yeah. (laughs) One drop. It's a little much. (laughs) Be careful with extract. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Thank you so much, Molly, for joining us. And and if you're in the area up in, uh, now is the first one, the new one's going to be in Bossier or the current one's the in Bossier? In Bossier City. Um, the new okay. one is in West. So if you're in Bossier City or, or where the new location is coming out in Louisiana, please stop by Flying Heart Brewing and Pub and say hello to Molly. If she, if you have this really fun girl come up to you and ask you how you like your beer, hey, you may you talk, like that beer. <laughs> you may be talking to the brewer. <laughs> it's always a secret. And and of course, uh, check out Molly's Instagram page, Bruziana Babe. And thank you so much for joining us, Molly. Yeah, it was great. And many happy brews to you. Many happy brews to you guys as well. And remember, ladies, don't, don't fear, fear the, the beer. beer.